for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Hope you had a phenomenal weekend. Um, hope your week is starting off on a great note. Hey, guess what, you guys? It is officially election day. And I don't know about some of you guys, but I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> I know a lot of people, uh, this has been one of the most draining, I know, for me personally, um, elections yet, uh, just seeing the back and forth foolery, as I like to call it, take place before us. And so if you guys out there, if you haven't voted yet, guess what? You still got time in a lot of locations, some uh, voting places do not close to 9 p.m. So get on the computer, Google, check out what uh, time your local uh, voting places, um, the voting ends. So make sure you get in the line. Um, I always say sometimes, you know, hey, if we don't get out there and, and be vocal about things, we can't, you know, respond to when things happen a certain way. So, uh, you know, if, you, if you've if you chose not to vote, hey, you know, that's your right as well. But for those of you who would like to vote, plan on voting, uh, make sure you get out there um, before those polls close tonight, and we're going to all hope and <laughs> and pray for the best. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what we what we're in store for, you guys. But nevertheless, I want to welcome you guys uh, to another episode of the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Um, tonight, you guys, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this show. Um, as you guys know, I always, always uh, uh, love to have segments that are informative, um, that educate, that people are able to share their personal stories. And so. Uh, we are having a segment tonight. We're going to be talking about domestic violence. We're going to be talking about sexual abuse, all of that, and then something. And so tonight, you guys, we got author in domestic violence and sexual abuse um, advocate Colleen Williams in the building, you guys. I'm excited about having her on the show. When I tell you I've never seen a woman who goes harder goes harder for the things that she loves to advocate um, and help those through. Um, she is definitely one of those women, and you guys know I always love seeing women rocking it out and, and doing what they do and, and in the process uplifting and supporting others. So I'm excited about having her on the show tonight. So I'm going to encourage you guys, if you have a friend, a loved one, whomever, share the show. Um, and you guys will be surprised how many shows that uh, we have done um, that people have listened to later on um, and were able to relate, um, were able to decide, hey, you know what, I need to get out of this situation. I need to get me some um, some type of help um, and, and all that great stuff. So you never know who your words are going to touch nowadays. So make sure you guys share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let everybody know that Colleen Williams is here tonight on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. And so we're going to be talking about her latest book as well. And we're going to talk about her purpose, uh, her purpose for being an advocate for these wonder, for these causes and, and getting the message out behind um, the things that she loves to advocate about. And so uh, what we're going to do, you guys, we are going to take a little break. We're going to pay those bills over here. And uh, we're going to come back. And we're going to talk to the lady of the hour, you guys. And so in the meantime, in between time, you guys can go and download our app. That's YRN1328. 
available on iPhone and Android. And uh, you guys can listen to not only the Beautiful Butterfly Show, but to all of the awesome platforms that we offer over here, you guys. So we're going to take a little break. Uh, you guys are going to come back, and we're going to bring our special guest of the hour, Colleen Williams, in, you guys. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of The Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. And welcome back one back to the beautiful butterfly show. I'm your host Bianca Fly. And as I said uh, before our commercial, you guys, we are joined by special guest Colleen Williams this evening. And if you guys are out there, if you're listening, anytime during the broadcast, you might have a question or a comment, or you just want to listen, feel free to do so. You can call in. The number is three four seven three two six nine one three nine is the number. And uh, I'm not going to delay you, Uncle. You guys, we're going to bring our special guest in here so she can tell you all about herself and more. Colleen, you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on here um, and sharing a little time with us this evening. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, of course, for the folks out there who may not know um, about you, tell us a little bit um, about who you are and uh, what your what your message is um, out here for the folks. So, my name is Colleen Williams, born in Trinidad, living somewhere in the United States of America. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> because of certain I love that though. Just went, I know because of certain things just went down. I can't let nobody know exactly. Absolutely, that, absolutely. I'm roaming around the U.S. somewhere. <laughs> Well, um, I'm an advocate for sexual abuse and domestic violence because I was Mm -hmm. a victim of both. And my Mm -hmm. goal right now, you know, as a woman with a purpose is just to keep pushing it. It's not even about the book. It's just about what I've been through and I got out and how I can help other women and men just get out and just empower them to be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so tell us a little bit um, about, because I know you share uh, parts of, of your personal story um, on, on social media as well. And so um, kind of give us uh, the beginning process of how you you personally got into a relationship dealing with domestic abuse. The sad part is I, I wish I can say it only happened once, but the problem with mm-hmm. me Every relationship I was involved in was domestic violence. So there was never, it happened once, every Mm. single one. And how I know it's not me, because I'm still the same person I am today, bubbly, goofy, laughing, smiling, still positive. So clearly something is wrong with a lot of these men out here. So it started when I'm 2009. I got married January 24, 2009. I got married in Trinidad. And that's where I'm from. And, like, we dated for three years, and I was the perfect. It was, everything was perfect. Everything was great. 
the day I got married, 10 o'clock a.m. Saturday, I was already on the floor, and I'm not going to cuss, but by him stomping me on the ground. However, I guess it's his religion, or I'm not. Till today, I don't know what happened. He just Mm -hmm. flipped. So it's like now I'm the wife, and it's like you can't do this, you can't do And I'm like, hold up, not even, I mean, every second was a problem. So it was like just as soon as we got married was a problem. Who I can take pictures with at the photography place, who I can dance with at the reception, Mm. what I can. I'm like, not even 24 hours, and I'm just like, what? It was just so chaotic, so... And the the problem was the day I got married, I don't know, you know, the islands are quite different. So Trinidad, you know, mm-hmm. I got married. It was three girls, three guys. And one of the girls was pregnant, which no problem. It's not my problem. Come to mm-hmm. find out the day mm-hmm. I was getting married, she was pregnant by him. <laughs> wow. Everybody wow. in the party knew except for me. Except you. Wow. Except wow. me. So it just wow. continued, and I don't know why I decided what I wanted to. I went across the street, and I asked her, why? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. It caused me to get more blows because I had no business asking anything. Mm. And, yeah, so it's just it just kept going. It just kept going. It just get. And, you know, one mm-hmm. thing I would love to say, everybody always say, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember. Mm-hmm. I left Boston, Mass. I sold my house in Boston to go live with this wow. man in Trinidad. So I had right. nothing right. left. Can't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't know anything and I don't know anybody. So I had no choice but to stay until I decided to escape in March. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and during that process of you, like you said, knowing him um, for three years, um, did you, you never notice? Anything, you know, perhaps a, a temper, a quick temper or anything, or Never. did he kind of just, you know, kind of play this role when, until, you know, you said, I do? Well, the thing is, again, I was living in Boston, so I was visiting for those three years, back and forth, back and forth. So I would never lived with him. I was there for like three months, holidays, 2009. And then we just decided we're going to get married, but he never put his hands on me, never raised his voice. I was like the number one girlfriend, the parents loved me. Everything was perfect. I mean, even in the book, I said the same thing. Like, somebody has to say something at this wedding, because this man treated me very well. Like, there was no disrespect, no females disrespected me, nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was the day, January 24, 2009, I said, I do. Come to find out it's his religion. And I guess it was an Ethiopian Orthodox, and it's how they want their woman. And when they, when I guess when I become the wife, I do what he says, and I, this submissive thing, and that just was not rolling with me because it just wasn't my cup of tea. I couldn't talk, right, I couldn't right. spit, I couldn't flirt, I couldn't. I had to wrap my head. I'm like, hold up, this is just too much for me. And I just, I just stood there and took the blows. January, February, March, I had no one to run to, no one. So I had to just take the blows, like. Couldn't go anywhere. And my country, we don't have restraining order. It's kill or get killed. It's that simple. Wow. Not wow. to mention, he's a police officer. So me calling the police, what are they going to do? Didn't Laugh you, at right. me. Right. So right. that's basically what it was. Coming to talk to their friend, right. drive around in the car, drink something, and come right back. And that was it. Wow. And so why is it that, uh, because, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, the laws in in different places. Why isn't there any kind of laws or some form of protection for people who are are dealing with domestic violence or abuse or whatever um, in Trinidad? I think with just being there, just seeing what I've been seeing, I mean, some of these, I don't know, I think it's, I don't know if it's the country, I just don't know if it's just, Nothing is just stable there, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm, a professional mm-hmm. to speak about it, but it's just, I mean, right. me saying to myself, like, listen, I'm calling you because I need help. And then they're not even coming to the scene. And it's just like, okay, that's one. And then after that, I know so many women that needed that help. And when the woman mm-hmm. leave to go somewhere else, the man will follow them and kill them. Nothing gets done. Nothing gets yeah. done. Unless something changed until like when I moved, but nothing really, really gets done. Like, it's just, it's crazy, and it's sad. And counting probably last week, 
I've counted since 2009 to last week, 34 women I went to school with in my country died from domestic violence. There is mm. nothing. When a man wants you dead, when he said, till death do us part, when he said, I'm going to kill you, you best believe. It's not a joke. Like, And these women, they just think it's funny and they want to, like, I don't know if you noticed what I posted. Like, I'm getting all these inbox questions about, oh, my gosh, well, the sex is good. That's why you're staying? Really? No sex cannot make me stay. Stay for the most mm. stupidest reasons. And it just pisses me right. off. It really does. Right. 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 Absolutely. And, 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 and because I know you um, um, have conversated with a numerous amount of people and, and so forth. And so what have been some of the reasons why um, women stay? Do you think that a majority of them are just scared? Because I know you mentioned, like, for you, people always ask you, okay, why didn't you leave? And you're like, okay, look, I uprooted myself from my home. I sold my home. <laughs> right. I had nowhere to go. So do you think that majority of the women have that same experience where they have, you know, they have left their families, they have, you know, given up, you know, whatever it is that they might have been doing to be with this person. So they have nothing exactly. to Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them, I can't say yeah. all men. I can say some men. Yeah. The thing they do, the first trick is, oh, let's move over here. They move the mm-hmm. female away from the friends and the family. Away from so when they're doing yeah. whatever they're doing, there's no one to mm-hmm. reach out to. And when they mm-hmm. give up everything mm-hmm. they have, this is just this is it. So some of them say financial reasons, the kids they they want to raise their kids in a with a mother and a dad. And mm-hmm. some of them have their own reasons why. Some of them is just religious reasons, or they have this thing with this God, and God doesn't want a divorce, but God also doesn't want any fools in His kingdom either. So. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't think God is going to be upset that you're in a relationship and get. I don't think so. So you know. So everybody right. stays for a certain reason. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and and for you, what was the the hardest part about being in that type of marriage? Because you know, as you say, you know, you you could ask him any questions of, okay, well, why are you doing this? Um, and, and so at any point, um, did you have anybody? that you could be able to talk to, you know, even his family. Like, did you even try to talk to his family and kind of see if they could, you know, say something to him about it? No, I couldn't because I, I was living yeah. with his mom, his sister, me, and him. And oh, okay. He, okay. Yeah, so, you know, the parents are just as slow as him. And they, you see, the things with, I cannot speak for everybody. I'm just talking about my experience. Right. The thing right, I've noticed, right. you see, when, when you're getting everything from America, especially for that family, mm. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. just, just you know, because I was giving them everything right. they want. I'm paying these bills, sending barrels, sending boxes, you know, and they, they, were, they were good. They were living mm. comfortably, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, okay, well, why would I allow this to break up when I'm getting everything I want? Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. I spoke so they didn't to care the past, fact that exactly. of how you were being treated in the process exactly. as long as they were, you know, you living. Exactly. Living, yeah. And then yeah. I spoke to the pastor of the church, and his exact words were, I'm going to give you something to, to, to some word. I was like, what? Prepare. What? Prepare. I'm like, for what? You have to prepare for things like this. Okay, whatever. And then, you know, whenever wow. he feels like it, he works. So sometimes he works far. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep, I got it. I just put my hat on, went to the cafe across the street. And the further he went to work, I ran to the internet cafe, I booked a ticket, and I came back home. And then that was the best way for me to escape because he was like, did, did I want something to eat? Of course I do, but not from right here, at least five miles. Give me right. enough time. So when right. he was on his way right. back, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing, just sitting here. I was already on my way to the airport. Then when he got mm-hmm. home, he was like, where are you? I was like, in the room. And I just out plane straight back to wherever, and I just left. Wow. I just left. Wow. So, Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And what I want to do, um, Colleen, is take a little break. But then when I come back, I want to talk about a little bit about what it does, you know, being in a situation like this, how it affects you affects you mentally and physically. Uh, we want to talk about that a bit um, and give the listeners some insight on that as well, you guys. So we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come right back uh, with more right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Yes. It's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal. Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios. 
Vibration Radio, Taylor Keeney Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that, cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn that, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, you got me open. Are you looking for something to read that would take you to another place in time? Well, check out T.M. Brown's five-star rated book, Struggles of the Women Folk. This is the story of Georgie. She is a young black girl growing up in the 1940s in a small rural town in Virginia. It is a time of prejudice and poverty. Life is hard for Georgie, and she dreams of better life. She experiences great loss, betrayal, and heartache. She loses friends and family, as well as the love of her life. And still, she remains strong. T.M. Brown's signature writing style is captivating in this emotional and inspiring story that has a gritty dialogue. You will find it difficult to stop reading once you begin. Purchase your copy today on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or through her website www.authortmbrown.com Again, that's www.authortmbrown.com Please show your support for this emerging Queen Sister author. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And we are joined um, by Colleen Williams this evening, you guys. And before the break, uh, Colleen, I was asking, what kind of effect, you know, being in a, in a marriage like this, what kind of effect does it have or did it have on you personally, um, psychologically and um, emotionally trying to deal with something like that, you know, kind of on a, a day-to-day basis? It's hard on anyone. Like, um, yeah. you know, like I said, all my relationships has been the same. And the the last one was the worst because, you know, he was a deacon. And, you know, going into a relationship with him, I tell everybody, read my book. Read my first book. You read my book and you understand me. You understand where I just came from. I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then right. for him to repeat the same thing is like, really? You know, so it's like it messes me up. A lot. It really does. Like till today, yeah. I you know, yeah, guys want to holler, but I'm like, hold up, pull up. Like, I need to know your background. I need to know every single right. thing. And I'm your background. You know, I need to know. Exactly. Yeah, we need to know everything. <laughs> yeah. No lies, yeah. no cheating, no yeah. games, no who you have pregnant. I need to know everything. And right. I just rather stay single because I just cannot deal with the nonsense. I really, really can. Mm-hmm. It's just it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's really, really yeah. too much. Hard to trust. Yeah. It's really, really hard to trust. Yeah, and I think that especially, and I ask you because now with him, did he also know that you also had a history or a past and history of, you know, being in a violent situation prior to him? <laughs> to be honest, they because all one know, would but assume, that's you know, one would assume that, you know, okay, if I know the woman I'm getting ready to marry has been in an abusive situation, why would I, you know, why would you in return? To keep the trend going, what so they to speak. all you know what say I mean? that though. They all say the yeah. same. Oh, I'm not like the next one, but then you turn out to be yeah. worse than that one. <laughs> so it's like whatever. Like the last one, I left him in. I left him in August last year, August, and mm-hmm. that's because he decided he wanted to take out a life insurance policy on me, which was beautiful, awesome, love it. 
And then the first wow. week of August, he set me up to get killed. I'm like, but you love me, though. Wow. So, again, I, yes, I escaped that one, and I left again. These, something wow. is wrong. Like I said, something is wrong with these men. They are broken. And people may think, oh, I'm this hot and horny, and I'm just jumping from relationship to relationship. No, I'm giving mm-hmm. myself time. I'm getting yeah. to know you. This one is a right. deacon. We go to church together every wow. Sunday. Wow. And no signs, none, none. And it's just like till mm. today, like, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of Wednesdays ago, I guess, you know, I was posting some stuff on Facebook and some chick decided to take God out of her thoughts and went and told him where I was posting from. And mm. he left Ohio and popped up at my door. And I'm like, what oh, did you no. come to do? Finish me off? Yeah, I'm so this happened two weeks ago. And I'm just like, I'm wow. so done. I'm just I don't you know, you just don't know who to trust. Right. But poor dude, he it, went it, right back in handcuffs. And you know, it it's sad because you you've seen a lot of and I'm I'm gonna even take it back to you, uh it's it's one of my favorite movies, but it's also a hard movie to watch and that's um I Cantina, you know, the I Cantina mm-hmm. Turner movie because um even with her relationship she had a mom who you, you know, it's kinda identical to, you know, your ex's family who as long as they if she was taken care of. She didn't mm-hmm. care what kind of stuff her daughter endured. You know, she just said, mm-hmm. you know, oh, he's, he's, you know, he's being a man. That's how a man is. And basically mm-hmm. you just have to, you know, chuck it up and deal with it. And so you have so many people, unfortunately, who are, you know, family members. I mean, mothers, fathers, aunt, grandfathers who just allow these things to take place right in front of their face. And they never say not one word to the person about, you know, this is wrong. This is wrong how you're treating this individual. This is wrong, you know, uh, what you're doing. And I feel like that is what keeps, unfortunately, these type of individuals going because you you have people who want to sit silent and because, you know, people still live under the stigma like, okay, well, that's their business. They married. You yeah, know, that's his right. wife. That's her husband. <laughs> they'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, yeah, they'll figure it out. I'm not going to get involved in that. Not realizing, like, okay, this person could end up dead. You know, this person could end up dead <laughs> behind this. Like, have you ever thought about that? You know, like, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that people just sit around. And I've heard, like, so many people's personal stories of people just family, you know, I've heard of, uh, you know, I mean, like in the Tina Turner movie, like people, she ran away. She ran away trying to escape, and her own mother <laughs> gave her up to her husband, like, hey, yeah, she's getting ready to catch the Greyhound at 3.30, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, it just blows my crazy. mind. It just it's really crazy. blows my mind. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And then to the fact of you saying, you know, how someone, you know, you hear you're online, you know, you're trying to help people who are are in those particular situations and for someone to actually go and tell him where you're Mm -hmm. located. Like, it's beyond imaginable. Like, I can't understand what kind of human being would even attempt to do something like that. Like, what was the purpose of it? Like, I have, I don't, some people like that drama. They like that stuff yeah. that keeps going because, like, yeah. when you when somebody asks how are you and you're like, oh well, he's still, you know, they like to hear drama, confusion. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. they hear that, yeah. okay, well, I'm no longer with him, I'm moving on, I'm doing good by myself, they need to stir up something else. But mm-hmm. like I put on mm-hmm. Facebook, she did me a favor because Friday when I went to court, you know, for the situation, I wore my stop sweater. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting an invitation um, to speak at someone's church. I passed out business cards. So she did me a favor because I'm still out there advocating, mm-hmm. you know. So right. I look, I took right. everything positive, everything negative. Right. I just switch it around and make it into something positive. Right, right, and, and, and it's sad to think because a lot of times, you know, even people who are like that are like going through their own situations. But mm-hmm. because they rather see somebody else go go through, they mm-hmm. they figure like, okay, well. You know, forget my situation. I'm just going to, you know, it's like she, maybe they felt like they were doing him some type of service, you know, by, okay, well, I'm going to let you know where she's at and, you know, not realizing like, okay, you could be, you could easily be the next victim. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, Definitely. it's sad to, 
you know, to, to, to see that, you know, take place with people. And so with you and being out here and talking to women, um, and, and I've always wanted this for, for people who advocate behind this, do you ever get tired um, and frustrated behind trying to help those who don't want help? Because we have a lot of people who are in these situations and they're like, okay, it'll get better. You know, with time, it'll get better. They think marriage counseling, all these things are going to help. Do you ever get frustrated with people who just refuse <laughs> to take heed and get help for these situations? I get frustrated every single day because yeah. I where I moved to, um, I was there for like seven years. And as soon as I moved in, this it was always this, this two couple. This couple was always fighting. I think my son was like, 15 and we both just kept breaking it up breaking it up every single day every single night her screams was my alarm and I'm just like okay like I'm tired I don't know her but it's my job and Mm -hmm. and she was like it's every time I break them up it's like I'm doing I was like just I'm done I just got fed up and then one day me and my son was passing walking down and I just was like yo you know wow they're quiet didn't even know the girl was dead he killed her and it's like every mm. day I have to think about that. She lives right on the street I was living on every wow. day. So now she, there's a seven-year-old child, no mother, no mm. father. They just, I'm mm. tired. I've broken up so many fights. I've, I, yeah. I can't count. And I like last week, I just left this, this chat room because I'm in some chat room. And mm-hmm. this girl, I don't know if she was serious or if she was playing, but whatever she was going through, I'm walking her out of it. I'm like, girl, I have no idea where you are, but please let me know where you are. Call me. I have a another 1-800 number you can call me on. Just call me right, right now. She kept calling, playing. Right. And two days later, she's back with him. I'm like, why? And she was like, girl, he gives me money. I'm like, yeah. And she's, that's what I posted. She's counting the money, but she's not counting the hospital mm-hmm. visits. She's not counting the black right. eyes. She's not. Right. I'm like, you know what? Right. I cannot. I'm not. And right. the, the reason why people do not want to step in because they always end up back with them anyway. Right. So right. I, I right. do get fed up. I get frustrated, but mm-hmm. I'm never going to stop. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, is sad that especially now uh, people have gotten to the point where as long as somebody can meet your materialistic expectations, it, it's supposed to take care of everything. It's supposed to, like, kind of put a Band-Aid over the real issues, you know, mm-hmm. that are still going on. Like, you know, even if you might be living good or whatever, like, living good doesn't replace the, the black eyes or the broken bones or ribs mm-hmm. that you may endure, you know, by being with that person. And so it's almost like people are choosing materialistic things, like, over life, just, you know, their life in general. Yeah. You know? They don't think it's gonna happen yeah. to them. It's they yeah. they they're not. It's not gonna happen to them. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I also know that um, because I know men. A lot of people don't speak about it because we have men who are in domestic violence situations. You have some men who, you know, are are, are being abused by their wives and girlfriends and so forth. And so. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with the men who are in those type of situations? Because I know that most men don't report those type of things because, for one, they're not going to be taken seriously, you know, when they exactly. when they go and try to report it and so forth. But how do you respond to, to men out here who are, are going through these situations? It's funny. The men of them are the best ones that I deal with. Like right now I have three of them mm-hmm. that I deal with, and I have certain days that they call, and we just talk, we just talk. And usually I would be like, okay, like $25 an hour. Or I forgot about the payment. We just enjoy each other's company. We just mm-hmm. talk. We just conversate. Right. And the man said to me, he was like, I'm just so glad I have somebody to talk to. And now yeah. I'm talking to his wife because he reached out to me and told me about wow. the woman was abusing him. And I said, listen, where is she mm-hmm. at? Oh, I can't let her know I'm on the phone. I said, put her on. Just like that. And she she was illing and cussing and every other word was mother F this. I was like, keep it up. Mm-hmm. And she finally calmed down. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, wow. listen, sweetheart, you don't want nobody to treat you like that. I said, you need to stop treating him like that. She really mm-hmm. calmed down. I said, he's hurting. He's human. 
but it wasn't physical. It's just she just nags for yeah. nothing. Everything is a problem. Yeah. He works. She wants yep. the money. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I just, I was like, no, you, you can do it. Every uh, They're supposed to call only on Tuesdays. They call every other day. She called me this morning. She wants to let my voting. And now we're really doing good. And I'm like, how are you doing? Wow. And yeah. then on top of yeah. that, he met, he didn't want to go there, but he was like, and she's not even having sex with me. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We just had to fix that up. I'm like, listen, do you want him out there with another woman? And she was like, mm-hmm. no, that's okay. And then treat him how you want him to treat you. And it's just, she apologized to me. I said, no, apologize to him. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. they're doing okay. She's learning how to speak to him, and that's because she came from a broken relationship. So she yeah. have her guards yeah. up. So she, just before he can mess up, she's ready to attack. And I'm mm-hmm. like, not everybody mm-hmm. is the same. This man did nothing wrong to you. So you cannot treat him how the last one treated you. But the man right. are easy right. to talk to. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that I think that, you know, with these situations is that we have a lot of people who, um, you know, and as you mentioned, have been in, in these different situations, like, repeatedly. And so at any point during these relationships and, and experiencing different levels of of abuse, did you at any time, like, question, like, okay, what is it about me? Like, what am I doing or yes. you know, contributing to these situations that this is this is what I'm bringing into my atmosphere. This is what I'm attracting. But you know what, my son just told me what happened. One, I'm too soft-spoken. Me, I'm very laid back. I don't argue. I don't fight. What I mm-hmm. I, I never question anything. That's the thing with me. You, you said you're going out, you're going out. I don't follow you. I don't track you. I don't call you every five minutes. Right. And the thing, right. I, these relationships was basically a money thing because I do a mm. lot that a lot of people didn't know about. It was like I would get a a sign-on bonus for like five grand to move here. And this is mm-hmm. when all of a sudden they're in love. So when the money runs out, the love runs out. So it's just so out. funny. Mm. Yes, my son was saying that. He was like, Mommy, when you have money, all of a sudden you're getting married. When you have nothing, you have, and I'm just like, wow, this my child is like really watching me. And when I question wow. myself, like, okay, what am I doing wrong? I'm very gullible. Mm-hmm. I allow it. I, I'll pay your bill. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I'm like, hold mm-hmm. up, enough. No. You know, that's just yeah. the type of person I am. So mm-hmm. I know what I was doing wrong now. I was, t- I was right. financing them. And ladies do not finance no man to keep them. That's what I was doing. Looking for right. love in all the right. wrong places. Mhm, mhm. And, and you know the thing, the sad part is that oftentimes it's always the 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 good-hearted people who you know mm-hmm. get into uh, these type of situations because you have an open heart, and then you have people who are not used to that. You have because the the thing about it is that you end up being with people whom have had rough upbringings themselves, or you know bad relationships, and so for them. When you come along, it's like, oh my gosh, you know what? What is this? You know what? What is what is going on with this person? Like, why did they just try to make me happy? And most people are thinking, like, man, I would love to be with somebody who you know makes me happy and can get me the things I need. But sometimes you have people who, you know, they're going through so much of their own stuff, you know, that when they connect with you, um, it's almost like they they have grown some type of, of attachment. And so I think that a lot of times uh, people, we have to learn to work out what's going on within us you know, before we get in relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you've been mm-hmm. in other relationships, and I heard you mention, you know, you weren't just jumping from relationship to relationship. Like, you were actually, like, with these people for some time before, mm-hmm. you know, you would get married. And so that's the thing about it. It's like, uh, and, and that kind of goes to show you, like, really, no matter how much, how long you've known a person, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the person because um, I remember um, watching, uh, it was years ago, a 2020 episode of a woman on her wedding night. They heard her husband had this big fancy wedding and, you know, hundreds of guests, the most elaborate of this and that. And on her wedding night, like he pushed her down a flight of steps. Like that was her, 
you know, that was her, you know, so to speak, wedding day gift. Mm-hmm. You know, him pushing her down the steps. And she talked about how he it was immediately, like after they got married, it was like a whole different person stood before her. You know, and so, you know, and I always say that people send their representatives into relationships. You know, you the person that they want to be, but maybe not the person that they really are. So we just have to, you know, kind of, you know, you 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 know, be open with people and, and really find out what's going on with people and, and being aware and so forth. And so, um, uh, I want to take a break, but when we come back, I want you to. Give some give some advice to the listeners out here on um, uh, these type of situations and, and what they should do uh, if they are involved in them. So we're gonna come right back, you guys, uh, with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Every now and then I feel her creeping through my memories And I wonder Does she ever think about me? She's got my emotions feeling a little perplexed All because she left She's got me feeling like I'm undeserving Like I'm unworthy of knowing a mother's love But I knew, I knew the moment he ejaculated me into her womb that it was way too soon. That she wasn't ready yet to be the woman I needed her to be. So sometimes, I try not to question why she parted with her unmature seed. She couldn't watch me grow, had no time to sow her love into me. She walked away and never looked back because for her, for her I was a harsh reality. But I still wonder, does she ever think about me? On that one day a year, does my birth bleed through her and disturb her sanctuary? Or is the situation quite contrary? And she feels tranquility because she thinks she did the best by me. When she, when she reads the paper and kids are found dead in the street, does it ever occur to her that that might have been me? Does she play along with the fantasy that I am a motherless child? Does she accept the fact that she wasn't around? And I I think to myself, how can she live with what she did? I feel a little jealous sometimes, wondering, does she have more kids? I ponder the thought, did she keep them? Which brings me to question myself and ask, was it something that I did? But then I stopped because I knew it was way too soon the moment he ejaculated me into her womb that she wasn't ready to be the woman I needed her to be. So I remain a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Alone way from home.
Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and we are joined this evening, you guys, by author and domestic violence um, and sexual abuse advocate, Colleen Williams, you guys. And uh, Colleen, I did want to um, talk about um, the advice for the listeners, but before I, I, we get into that, I do want you to share the folks out here. Um, I know that you have um, your book, uh, which just released um, um, last month, um, Stop. Uh, so tell us a little bit um, about this book and where people can go to purchase it. So my new release is called Stop, and it's available on Kindle.com right now, Amazon.com Kindle. You can definitely go and download it, Stop, by Colleen Williams. Um, the book is basically Stop. It's just enough. Like, really, really, mm-hmm. I've had enough. I've had enough of the sexual abuse. I've had enough of the domestic violence, and it's just you got to put a stop to every single thing. Stop the lying, stop the game, mm-hmm. stop the cheating, stop the hitting. You know, so that book is just basically about domestic violence and sexual abuse, and I've been a victim of both. So it tells about what I went through, how I got through it, and how you can get out of it. It teaches about mm-hmm. the signs to look for. You know, it's poetry, mm-hmm. it's little stories, it's dedication. Right. Um. It actually starts off with forgiveness because in order for you to move forward, you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive your mm-hmm. abusers. You know, you can't carry oh, this yeah. around. Nobody, I don't want to say nobody cares, but you can't go from relationship to relationship and what he did and what he did and what he didn't do. You know, so you've mm-hmm. got to forgive yourself before you can move on. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, people can purchase that book um, on Amazon, correct? Yes, Amazon.com. It's available on Kindle right now. Paperback's not ready as yet. Awesome, 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 awesome. And so for you, um, going through these particular situations and so forth, um, what made you decide, you know what, I want to get out here, um, I want to be an advocate for these. I want to get the message out here um, because you have a lot of people who have been through situations like this, but they, they don't say nothing. You don't know anything about them. They don't even try to help those who are in those situations. So what made you personally decide, you know what, I have a purpose out here. I have a, a message to, to share to people out here. Well, I just figured, like, you know, around my area, they call me a woman with a purpose, you know, and then it's like, mm-hmm. I have a purpose, so what is my purpose? It makes no sense right. me knowing so much and not being able to share it. And you Absolutely. just never know who's Absolutely. hurting. Like, I, I, I look around, mm-hmm. I see Twitter, Facebook, people are saying little things, and they think it's a joke. I mean, I have one female that I actually had to delete. She's in a domestic mm-hmm. violence relationship, and I'm trying to help her. She's telling me to leave her alone. And I just had to delete her because... I don't want nothing to happen to her and I yeah. hear about it, it's going to hurt me. You know, right. so I have to move on. And <laughs> I love the book that I wrote. It's so intense. But my favorite one is a letter to my exes because when you're in mm. the relationship, you can't say nothing because you're being knocked down. You're being called every right. name in the book. But right. now that I'm And you out, don't have a voice. Your your voice. You do not because, have a voice. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what I wrote. Absolutely. A person with a voice, a person with no voice cannot be heard. So it's like That's right. I had to stop and write them and like, listen, thank you. Because if you didn't knock me down, I would not be back up right now mm-hmm. speaking to another mm-hmm. woman. If you didn't kick me out your house on the coldest day. If you know, it's just so much things that they've done. And right. the little does anybody know and they think I'm crazy. Are you aware they are all following me right now on social media? Every really? one of them. I'm very serious. 
because they know they were wrong. I've done nothing wrong. They're watching me, and it's like he's just so proud of me. I don't reply. I just laugh. I block. I delete. They come up with a different account. I block. I delete. They got a different name. And I'm mm. just like, look at that. They're not harassing me. They're not bothering me. But they're just right. watching me to see this woman that I became. Because they feel like, mm. okay, well, I did this to her and she's still alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing very mm-hmm. well. Because oftentimes people like to, you know, people, you know, have have the mindset that, okay, you know, if they if they beat you down enough, um, uh, with their words or even physically that they have gotten to you. They they have gotten to the core of who you are. Um, and you have a lot of people who give up on life. You know, they give up on mm-hmm. life and give up on trying to do things in this world because of what they've been through. So for you to be able to be out here, you know, doing well, being an advocate, you know, getting the message out, um, it really shows people that, hey, you know, yeah, you might have broke me for a, a certain period of time, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I am no longer broken in the process, and I'm going to help and make sure that other men and women don't have to, you know, be broken in that process as well. So I definitely uh, think that's a great thing, and I'm glad that you're out here giving this message. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, after after uh, getting out here and talking to people, you definitely have to, you know, get your little glass of wine <laughs> every now and then and kind of, because it can be a lot. I can imagine, like, it can be a lot, you know, people, you know, as you said, constantly reaching out, email, inboxes, and, and dealing with all that, you know, it kind of weighs on you. Because you want to help everybody, you know, you want mm-hmm. everybody to get up out of those situations and heal from it. So you you want to do great things, and so uh, I'm glad that you're out here delivering that message to to everyone. And so um, wrapping up, what would be uh, your words of advice or encouragement out here to um, the men and the women listening, or um, who have been in these situations? Um, or are currently going through these situations? I think, sorry for the noise. I think anybody, sorry, yeah, anybody in that situation, they need to get out. It does not get Mm -hmm. any better when you stay. You know, your friends will Mm -hmm. say stay for the kids, stay in your religion, and it, no. If he is putting his hands on you, she's putting her hands on you, there's no need to stay in it. it. it's only mm-hmm. going to get worse. 90% mm-hmm. of the time it's going to get worse. You, they could get help, but it has to be that, like, you have to have mm-hmm. some serious, serious help. But I do not suggest, if you know somebody, like they said, see something, say something. If you see something, you have to say something. You cannot just walk by. You cannot just be like, oh, well, you'll be fine. No, because when you go back mm-hmm. and check, exactly, they could be gone. I mean, Absolutely. I got out of it, Absolutely. and I'm happy as ever. Nothing, and people think, like, you have to be with somebody. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with being single. Mm-hmm. Trust me, yes. nothing is wrong. Because when you're single, that's when you find yourself. You find who you are. Spend time with yourself. Heal yourself. Love yourself. Take yourself to the movies. Absolutely. I do it all the time. I have a date this Friday, me, myself, and I. Olive Garden, <laughs> movies. I love it. I do it all the time. I don't yeah. need anybody yeah. to do anything with me and for me. I can enjoy myself by myself. Absolutely. 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 Love it. Yep. And uh, for the folks out here who are listening, um, and, <laughs> and tell them how they can go about connecting with you um, as far as social media or if people want to reach out, you know, for help or assistance in some type of way. Okay, you are more than welcome to hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, Empress Colleen, or Facebook, Colleen Williams. My hotline number is 302-STOP-911. Now, the thing is, I've been getting a lot of people who like to play games, and this is a serious Mm. matter. I get people calling, asking what color underwear I'm wearing, if you oh need God. help to get out of a situation, if you need help to find a cl- the, cl- the nearest shelter, wherever you are in the U.S., I have you. What I do is while I have you on the phone and I'm talking to you, I'm already searching for the closest shelter. 
and I'm already calling the closest shelter for you. That's what I do. So if you're serious, you know somebody who really needs to get out of it, again, my number is 1302-STOP-911. That's 302-786-7911. And I'm at Empress Colleen, Instagram, Twitter, Colleen Williams on Facebook. And my new book, Stop, is available. Kindle.com, Amazon. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for coming on here. I definitely enjoyed you conversating with you tonight. My pleasure, my pleasure. And I definitely hope you'll come back on here again soon and, and chat with me. I definitely thoroughly enjoyed having you on here. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I, I love the I love the spirit that you have and that you've obtained through it all. And so I am definitely looking for more of what uh, is in store for you. And so, once again, thank you so much for coming on. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. Have a blessed night. You too. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was author and domestic violence and sexual abuse advocate Colleen Williams. Um, If you guys missed the show, no worries. The archives will be available for you shortly after the broadcast. And so we want to thank everyone out here who are on the phone lines listening or listening via your computer, tablet, or the app, uh, YRN 1328, which is available on iPhone and Android. Just download our app. It's totally free. Um, And so, once again, we want to thank you guys, and we encourage you guys who are in those situations of domestic violence, sexual abuse, whatnot, Find find your purpose to get out of those situations and to make life greater for you and uh, your loved ones, especially those who may have kids and so forth. Make life better. Uh, Make the best choice uh, for everyone involved. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and uh, we'll see you guys on uh, Thursday. We have a special guest, um, singer, songwriter, and philanthropist, uh, Megan Rose. She's going to be joining us this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here, folks. And I'm Bianca Fly, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a great evening.